you know, you want to get the best out of people. So the only way you can do that, I think, is being genuine and authentic, even if it's scary, um, because I think we're always a little bit guarded in a lot of situations. But those are leaders that people want to follow. That's the voice of Gap's chief marketing officer, Allegra O'Hare, and she's our featured guest today on Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor, and our conversation today spans how Gap is pursuing its individual image and experience and how Allegra is leading that charge. Now, she's been at Gap for a few months now and is currently running two simultaneous campaigns around back to school, which is very important to Gap. It allows them to flesh out what they want the perception of the brand to be over roughly the next year. And so we talk specifically about two initiatives, Forward, and it's our denim now, and we go into the details of both of those. We also talk about some of the ways in which consumers can be interacting with Gap in new innovative ways, some of Allegra's favorite stories of people expressing themselves through Gap, and then finally, of course, tips on how to become a more authentic marketer. But I'm going to leave it right there, and I'm going to shift right into the interview. So without further ado, here's Gap's Chief Marketing Officer, Allegra O'Hare. All right, everybody, I am back here with another interview. Today, we have Allegra O'Hare from Gap. Allegra, thanks so much for joining the show. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, glad that we are on track, folks uh, who are who are just tuning in here. We had a little hiccup going into this, but we're uh, we're moving right along right now. And there's so much happening at Gap right now. I'm sure it can seem similarly frantic. Just got a couple of launches going on simultaneously here. I want to jump into all of that as you pursue driving Gap to become a more authentic brand. And it's very broad, but we're going to specify. First thing I wanted to ask, though, is that you have been at Gap for a few months now, and I'd love to learn a little bit more about your journey to this point. Yeah, well, it's been a super exciting couple of months. We we did a lot, um, and I have to, you know, clap my hands to the team back uh, in New York because they've been just doing a fantastic job to to turn the brand around and and really start um, with the consumer. Um, with the consumer and focusing on the consumer. And so we did a lot of work and a lot of research um, that really built uh, into the strategy and the marketing strategy up front. So we really wanted to zero in on the consumer and, and bring the consumer at the center of everything that we do. And I know it sounds marketing cliche, but um, but I think anybody who works in in companies and corporations, they all know that it's so easy easy to derail away from what really matters to the consumer. So, um, so we did a lot of work uh, there, uh, and I also have to hand it out to the you know consumer insights teams and the CRM teams that really helped a lot to create that framework. And then you know start a lot from strategy. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm a big believer in strategy and culture, and the culture of the brand and how those two fit in together. So. We worked a lot on that because we just had to find a roadmap that, you know, would be the guardrails to everything that we would be doing going forward. And this week's been super exciting because we launched two blockbusters just back to back one week after another. So we, we launched our kids anthem campaign. And then uh, this week we wa- we launched our, our denim campaign, which um, which leads us into the back to school moment, which is a very important moment for us from a business point of view. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine that. And I'm going to ask about 
all of that good stuff in due time here because uh, it is fresh, it's new, it's relevant. I'm sure it's something you want to talk about. It's something that we want to hear about uh, because it's involving a lot of uh, younger talent, obviously. I want to know where that came from. I want to know uh, how you're amplifying those individual stories, but I'm going to get into all that in a second. First, to speak very broadly, and then, then we'll get a little more watered down to this point of uh, connecting directly with the consumers, being where they're at. I, I know that you mentioned that that is a, a bit marketing speak heavy. To be honest, we have heard that a fair bit on the show here, but maybe I'll ask it in a slightly different way. Obviously, you've been in this space for many, many years. What do you assess a, a, as its magnitude of importance relative to other parts of the business? Do you think that authenticity is only becoming more important? Do you think it's always been important? Obviously, societal changes, let's say, over the past couple of years have caused a greater skepticism in market. Do you assess that that uh, that striving to be more authentic is, is actually working? Yeah. Um, and I would also add transparency. I think it's um, authenticity and transparency that are going to be guiding companies and brands going forward. Um, I really, I really believe that. You know, we talk a lot as as we have a very young uh, target uh, consumer that we're going after, and there's a lot of conversations around authenticity linked to, for example, the the influencer framework, you know, and, and how like all brands are going after influencers, but, you know, consumers are really savvy and they're understanding that there are the, the, the true, let's say uh, the, the true influencers that are authentic and then the ones that are in it to make the money. And I think consumers are just becoming so savvy and so smart. It'd be extremely stupid for any company or brand to not champion authenticity and transparency as part of their, you know, core, core habits and core mindset. Yeah, that make, that makes a lot of sense. You're, you're preaching to the choir here, like, or, or maybe preaching to another preacher. I'm not sure, but in any, in any case, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, I, I can't wait to, to, to dive into this, especially as it relates to, to, you know, targeting younger folks and getting the message out there. And maybe I'll keep with one more relatively broad question. We have these concurrent launches going on, uh, bringing a, a new uh, or a transformed or an evolved image to Gap. Uh, how will you continue to to pursue this, to pursue this authentic image in, in this individual way? And you've been here for roughly five months, but let's let's go the next six months, year. What's the message and the atmosphere that you're trying to set with these campaigns? Yeah, I think it's all about innovation and growth. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you've got, you've got to risk, you've got to accept failures and you've got to move ahead, you know, and that's, I think that's the essence of authenticity. I think it's just like truly believing, you know, um, or following, sorry, what you believe in and, and, and taking risks and to be authentic, you're going to have to be surround, you have to surround yourself with authentic people, right? So it's the, the partners that you work with, um, whether it's, you know, agencies, whether it's creators, whether it's, you know, uh, talents, it, it, you have to make sure that everybody's in it for that authenticity and to really drive things forward. I, I truly believe like, for example, you know, the, the client um, agency relationships, those are dead. It's, it's partnership and it's going in the same direction. And, you know, again, everybody's in it to make some uh, sort of return of an, an investment and, and to make money. But at the end of the day, then you park that and you have conversations around, you know, what, what really matters to the consumer, what really matters to the brand and to the company. And you drive that agenda forward. So I, I truly believe that, you know, authenticity is uh, very important 
for, for everything. And also for hires, you know, I talk about it all the time. You, you're not going to be successful unless you have a high performing team and high performing teams need to come from that authentic space because the moment they're unauthentic, that's when everything starts derailing. You know, you've got to have open conversations. You've got to, you know, kill the elephants in the room, quote unquote, or, you know, and, and really address important topics, uh, get to the bottom of the issues and then, you know, and then frame, frame up what the outcome is you know, the outcome that you want and then get into the action steps. So I think that that's at the base also of a high performing team, which is central to what I'm doing right now. That's one of the um, pillars that I'm working on is obviously team and leadership. So reconstructing not just the talents on my team and bringing new points of views, but also changing the marketing operating model to be closer to consumer and closer to the digital and social space, which I think we have a lot of work still to do. Well, that's that's good to hear you say that. There's always obviously room for growth, and uh, any leader who can recognize that is uh, is poised for great things. And also the great note about the team as well. That that's a common thing that we hear. And glad to hear that you're of that vision as well. But let's get a little more tactical here, because uh, as you have noted yourself, just here in the last couple of days. You have launched two like brand new initiatives that you've put out into the market with uh, with its our denim with its I'm gonna do it again with its our denim now and with forward. I want to hear about both of those um, and maybe we'll start with with what, whichever you'd like to talk about first. But I'd just like to, to to hear about the the strategy and the mindset behind both and maybe behind doing both in such a tight window. Yeah, I think it it, it stems back. Um, to the fact that this year Gap is celebrating 50 years. And um, and we wanted to raise our standards and raise also the quality of the content that we're creating to really respect that heritage and respect the values that started 50 years ago with the Fisher family. So for me, it's like it goes even beyond just a great campaign that connects with consumers and hits all the KPIs of engagement and, um, and things like that. But for me, it's, it's almost like the teams have to leave a legacy because I always think about that, you know, one day somebody's going to go back and say, Hey, what, what did those guys do when, when gap turned 50 years old? And, you know, I want them to say, Oh, they created those great campaigns. Do you remember those? And so you're always part of this ongoing um, collective memory of the brand and uh, of the company. And for me, that was one of the, key drivers to the content that we were supposed to create. So I saw it from a very, very high level um, and almost from a value framework. And then we built those two, uh, the, the two campaigns, one that, you know, supports a large part of our business as you know, gap uh, baby toddler kids is, is, you know, in the ethos of the brand, we're very much recognized. We've got great product, uh, great, DNA behind kids. And so we wanted to support that business in a innovative way. But at the same time, we needed to turn the corner for adults, you know, and for adults, I mean, the denim campaign, and it's our denim now and start from um, our iconic products, one of which, and probably the strongest, arguably is denim, and we're known for denim. So we wanted to start where we're known from and build the brand through the icons and through the product icons and then um, become culturally relevant again. So 
two different approaches, but I think the overarching theme was, you know, it is the 50th. We wanted to raise our standards and we wanted to do something very special, um, but always true to the brand and the values. Absolutely. Uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It's definitely that nostalgia factor that is likely to evoke more emotional responses to things and 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 perhaps capture people in more genuine or more maybe shareable moments. So that's great to hear. I actually want to start on with with the we'll talk about denim first and we'll go to to the forward and back to school because I have questions on both. But with regard to uh, to this, the it's our denim now campaign in which there will be it sounds like limited editions of different types of styles of denim in the years that they were released all the way back to 1969. I'm sure that there are going to be a bunch of ways that people are going to express themselves through these new lines. What are some of the ways in which you plan to capture these stories that once your consumers who who can't get their hands on enough of them finally try them on? How are you going to capture the, the the those experiences? Yeah. So in the campaign, we've got a mix of both inline product, so our seasonal product, and then our capsule collection. So the ones that you're referencing, denim through the decades is one, 1969 is the other limited edition product that drops um, mid, mid-August uh, later on. So I think the product really reflects the, the strength of the brand. Um, I have to hand it out to the teams. Um, they, the, the product and the design teams really, really did a great job. And, um, they're focusing all of their efforts on our icons and, um, and helping those, you know, how do you say it? Um, champion them more, you know, celebrate them more. And I think that that's what the intent of the denim campaign and it's our denim now really wanted to put the product at the heart of the campaign, but in a new way. Right. And I always say, you know, you have to have in all the content that you create an element of tension, Um, whether it's with the kids campaign, you know, we, we um, remixed with kids voices, the guns and roses anthem, um, a sweet child of mine, or the, the visual, imagery and craftsmanship for the denim campaign, which is unique and, um, and different thanks to Fleur, who was the, um, the director of the campaign. So we really wanted to create that tension. I was saying a little bit cliche tension creates attention, but something that, you know, like really cuts through the clutter and, and everything that consumers see nowadays. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of data. I was just in a social meeting Yesterday, we were doing an audit and strategy and the data that, um, you know, that comes up about how, how much time we spend on social media and, um, and the impact that it has on us as human beings is, is incredible. So how, how do you cut through that and really resonate with the consumer? I think is probably one of the most challenging conversations for any marketing professional nowadays. Yeah, that uh, you, you can say that again. Uh, certainly, a lot of noise out there. How do you make sure that you are putting your your best foot forward? How make, how do you make sure that you're amplifying the right things? How do you make sure that you are asking for the right things? All super uh, important questions. So, uh, if only I could have been a fly in the wall in that room, I'm sure I'd be uh, nodding my head to everything that was being said. 
Let's talk a little bit about, um, specifically about, you know, the featuring young folks. I know that the, 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 the back to school time, obviously incredibly important, the forward campaign capturing a lot of that. And between that, you know, and this one featuring, uh, young musicians putting together, you know, Sweet Child of Mine, as you had said, all the way down to bringing in a young photographer to speak volumes to the push to become more youthful. Uh, could you talk a little bit about the setup for why, uh, why music and why, uh, specifically to focus exclusively on young talent here. And then I want to talk a little bit more about their individual stories, but we'll start with that. Yeah. Well, I think it just speaks volumes to the confidence of the brand. I think when you challenge the status quo, when you want to work with innovators, when you you know really want to push boundaries, it, it says a lot about Gap Brand. Um, and, and I think you see that confidence in the Forward campaign. You see that confidence in Denim. Um, it's our denim now. And, and that's the beauty of also working with younger generation. You know, they bring in a different perspective on things and you just have to embrace it. And it's all about creativity at the end of the day, you know, creativity has no boundaries. So you, you cannot, you cannot think of working with creators and artists if then you box them in, that just doesn't work. And there's, you know, also examples of where it fails um, and then where it succeeds. So, you know, you really get the best out of people. And um, and I think that that's, that's a course that we're going to continue um, as we as we push ahead with the brand um, and, and continue with that, you know, confident direction for the brand to really work with creativity and work with creators, but at the same time remain truthful um, and, and in line with the brand's values. Got it. The I have to say I was looking I was looking specifically at forward and I noticed something that of course there's there's the overarching uh, spot if you will featuring all of the the talents together and then there are individual uh, highlights I would say fe- featuring each uh, each talent each musician I want to know first of all I want to know where you find these kids and then the second thing. <laughs> I want to know is uh, is how are how are you able to funnel uh, sort of slightly different stories through these individual avenues? Yeah, but it take, takes a lot of work, right? Because um, yeah. you want to, you know, you talk a lot about authenticity. You want to work with authentic people, um, kids, whether they're kids, adults, photographers, directors, you know. And I think it's so important because consumers, regardless of their age, they know if it's real or not real, um, fake or not, you know what I mean? It's, and nowadays there's so many, there's so much conversation around fake news and, you know, and, and your data getting stolen and what it's used for. And so you're not really seeing things that you should be seeing, but you know, it's all propaganda. So there's all these conversations and consumers are just getting more and more and more savvy and smart. So, Speaking of authenticity, you've got to work with authentic kids that actually love the brand and feel the brand or, you know, talents, you know, it's our denim now as well. I think that that's really, really important um, to be able to connect with um, with consumers and, and to drive that authentic message. The, the team, did, it's incredibly hard, though. That's that's the thing. And you asked, um, <laughs> how did you do it? How do you find all that talent? You just have to work really hard at it. And I have to say that if, if we could get a 10, <laughs> uh, we, we'd get a 10 in effort because the team really worked on both campaigns extremely hard to really bring that 
um, that authenticity, but that tone of voice and and that spirit of the brand through both of the campaigns. And it was strategic to launch them back to back. You know, it's just one week from another. But we really worked also very hard on the media mix and on the model to ensure that it really went to the right target consumer. Um, so we, we did a very surgical approach on that. So a lot of hard work was also done on, on the media and on the communication strategy for both of the campaigns. Yeah, I have to imagine a big, big effort put in there. And um, again, especially I, I just don't see it. And maybe it's because I'm not looking hard enough, but I don't see it that often where two massive campaigns like this go out almost concurrently. So, uh, yeah, definitely kudos to everybody who put that uh, who put that together. Um, the how about I will uh, let me jump to social for a second because you were talking about how important that is. And I've noticed things like hashtag chosen family and others. What are some of the other ways in which Gap is uh, capturing sort of ex- experiences and stories told, and I think most predominantly digitally and on social. Um, and uh, I know you're also doing other things that are not directly related to uh, trying on, you know, denim, but things like sustainability. What what else are you doing there to to, to capture stories, to tell an authentic story, and to propel the brand into the future that way? Yeah, I mean it's an unsexy topic, but there's a lot of planning. Um, a lot of planning processes and orchestration that's done to ensure that the social messages come across the way they do. So one of the things that I worked on as soon as I started, and you know, I, I, I brought this model from my previous life in Adidas, where we built it out and it worked quite well, is you know, a new marketing operating model where you land your, you know, your concept or we call it media neutral idea for the campaign. Um, and then each of the channels work on the deliverables respectively. So you've got experts in every field. You cannot possibly think that, you know, if you work with a lead creative agency, they're going to know every, the ins and outs about, I don't know, social and the digital ecosystem. They'll have some knowledge, but then you've got to like work with the teams that are the real professionals and skilled in those channels and build that, build out the models and the strategies per channel. So to make, you know, make a long story short, we've got a calendar where we basically kick, kick it off together. And then we, we regroup constantly all channels and agencies to ensure that then the deliverables per channel are not just on brand and following the media neutral idea, but that are specific per channel. You know, you can't think that whatever your key visual is for your, your number one leading blockbuster campaign is going to work on Instagram. If you retrofit it, you've got to have a purpose behind that channel and you've got to plan and produce according to that channel specifics and also the KPIs that, that you want for that, for that specific medium. So sounds very complicated and it is by the way. So <laughs> I'm trying to, to simplify it, but it's, it's an operating model that I, I, I know works and that I'm implementing in, um, in the marketing team in, in gap in New York. Yep. It is. It's a lot of moving pieces. Um, folks, you will know that sort of organizations that, that we talk to, there are always enormous teams going after this and it's an incredibly complex question. You, you, you're working with, uh, different levers, different KPIs, different emotions, even different communities and types of people, regardless of where you go. So, um, 
definitely can can appreciate can definitely can appreciate that yeah um, i think just yeah. to hold on to that because it, it when, when you asked you know you're working with younger talents and things like that at the end of the day regardless of it's external or internal it's all about trust um it, it is about experience it is about data it is about kpis but art and science go together right and i think part of that art is is really having that trust in in the capabilities of the teams I mean, there's no way that I could be, you know, taking all the decisions on social because of the just sheer changes that it goes through every day. So you have to have really high performing teams that you trust, that you really guide and steer, but then you let them, you know, take the decisions. And I think a burning issue in, you know, I've worked for, I can't remember now, five or six companies now, but decision-making and trust have always bubbled up as problems in organizations that need to get solved in order for them to be successful. So, um, so that's, that's something that, you know, kudos to the teams that really take those decisions and move ahead. But, um, but I think those two elements are really important to ensure that the, that the campaigns, the brand, and then the company will be successful. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right there with you. I know it's not a very good response for me to say, like, "Oh yeah," but I think it's because like this is probably some of the things that 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 I know that I've spoken with folks all all the time, and it's certainly certainly super important stuff. And folks, I hope you're sponging this in uh, because many of our listeners are are marketers or students of the craft, and um, you know they love hearing about things like this. And I, I do have a question for you right at the end of our interview today about that. Uh, but I let me let me ask a question that is sort of outside of the campaigns that are going on, or maybe it's within it. I'm not sure. We're going to find out. So you've been at Gap for roughly five months. Uh, do you have any favorite stories of, of, of people or, or, or consumers that you know who, who express themselves through Gap in a certain way that, uh, that you know, may, I don't know if Gap served as a loudspeaker for them or not, but just I'm sure you've heard of all sorts of stories like this. Do you have any favorites? It's, it's just, it's funny you ask because I've, I think it's like um, two things. I mean, I've had a lot of people come up to me that said, you know, one of two things, either one, I worked in a Gap store and I love this brand. Those were the, like the two stories that I, you know, that I heard and that were kind of like, they mixed, mixed into each other somehow. But so many people that not even I'd say work in Gap now, but worked in a store in the past or, you know, worked also for one of the sister brands. And, you know, and it's just like, it's amazing how many people were touched by the brand um, and then how much they love it. I think, you know, as I said, we started from consumer research and I, I'm a true believer, you know, keep the consumer at the forefront of everything that you do. And, uh, and the research was telling us consistently that people love the brand. They just don't know where we've been or, you know, haven't seen us on Instagram or, you know, I want to see more of you, but what are you, where are you, what are you doing? You know? So I think the, the love for the brand is just incredible. And I think also the culture, the culture behind the brand is just, you know, you can't, you have no comparisons. And so I think those are the the two areas that, you know, when I, when I also did accept to come work for the brand, it was for the brand. And, you know, you probably understand the older you get, the more these decisions are more important when you're changing jobs. It's like, no, but I have to believe that this is a great brand. It's got huge potential and we can turn it around. And that was one of the 
the key drivers for me was, you know, when I heard her, it was Gap. I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. We can do so much. It's got such a rich heritage. But at, at the end of the day, we've got to translate it into something contemporary and modern, right? So, you know, that was the other thing um, that, you know, we had to do. So kind of went around in circles <laughs> on your question, but that, that question just evoked a lot of emotions in me just around the brand and, and the love for the brand that I, I consistently see from employees, from consumers, and, and from also all the research that we're doing. Well, and it's and that's what it's all about is like is is finding those emotions, cultivating them, bringing them to the surface, and then ultimately being able to to leverage them for good, for for you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, to build your authentic influence in the community. And um, whenever you can do that, I love to talk about it. So glad to run around in circles on that topic, no problem. Um, let me now. I got a I got a couple more questions. Actually, I got two more questions for you. So exactly a couple. Uh, but the first one is about uh, slightly about something you said a little bit earlier. And then the second one is sort of more for, for our audience and around advice. But the first is this. Uh, we, we talk about, you know, this authenticity a lot. Uh, it was previously called the A word in one of my previous interviews. And uh, I think when we think about it, you know, when it comes to mobilizing the masses and building personal relationships and cultivating that, you know, we... Uh, we do our part to define part of authenticity as practicing what you preach in that way. You really care about cultivating personal relationships. You really care about uh, capturing those stories. You really care about just crafting emotions in that way. Um, and especially with the consumers or people who are passionate about your brand. If I were to put a scale in front of you, and that scale is just from zero to 10. It's not like a, a weighing thing scale. It's a scale from zero to 10 where zero is you're not authentic in that way at all. You're just not doing it. And 10 is, that's all you do. I wonder where you might put Gap at this point in time. Where, where would you put it? Hmm, on a scale? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, I think, I would say a solid seven, right? We're going we're gonna to get there um, because we're going to have to stop doing some things. One of the things that I think gets in the way of being authentic is, for example, referencing the competition too much. That's something that I'm putting a stop on, and people know I'm very passionate about this. I always say watch the competition, but don't benchmark them. That's fundamental if you want to be authentic and if you want to be successful. So I'm happy to see what our other denim friends are doing or, you know, uh, fashion industry, et cetera. That's great. But, um, but we have to raise our standards. And so we have to benchmark brands and industries that have nothing to do what we're doing. If we really want to change, um, and be truly ourselves, because you cannot be truly yourself if you, uh, keep on looking at the competition and, and thinking, Hey, that's, that's something that we should be doing. No, that's not authentic to the brand. So, to your, to your question. And you can, you can tell I'm very passionate about this, but yeah, sure. I think we're there. I think we're going there. And, and as we, you know, as we strategize and we stick, I always say, stick to the plan, don't derail, stick to the plan. Um, we will keep on getting from seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to 10. Um, that, right. that's, that's the, that's the journey. Of course. And that's, that's always the goal. I know I, I appreciate there being room to grow there and, um, you know, some folks that I talk to, and, and I'll let the audience on this a little bit. I talk to a lot of folks. People score themselves really, really high uh, and um, higher, higher than seven even. And, you know, I just 
I'm sometimes I listen. I'm like, I don't even know if I'd buy that. So I, I, I appreciate where you're coming from. And also the competition point, really interesting. Obviously, look at them, but you don't have to talk about them all the time. Right. And I get that feeling, too. It's like, and I wouldn't when I see it a lot. God, I feel like I saw it within what industry was it? Maybe it was like a couple of months ago. I think like fast food or somebody like that. Everybody was just talking about each other and they were always like, oh, we're better than this. We're better than that. And it's like, damn, nobody's really talking about how good they individually are, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's key to the success. And, you know, I always say that I've said that in many, you know, um, in, in keynotes and things like that. I just really, really, truly believe that you have to do things your way. Um, and, and, and that's leadership, right? Um, so, so that, that's where we're going to turn the corner, um, and, and really, you know, keep on driving our agenda and not be sidetracked by other, (laughs) other brands and other people's agendas. Yeah, for sure. Well, all right. That leads me to the final question. It's a question I ask everybody that I interview, and it's, it's specifically for the benefit of our audience. As I said before, many of whom are either marketers themselves or students of the craft looking to uh, looking to emulate perhaps your career path specifically there, Allegra. So I got a question for you because uh, we have folks who work as sole proprietors all the way up to Fortune 500 and 100 brands, but the folks that we bring on this show have truly positioned themselves as champions of authenticity in the way that they are able to, uh, to, to mobilize the masses and drive their brands forward. But I also know the people that I talk to have taken a long time to get there, and it's always a journey. So what I want to know from you, and perhaps on behalf of our audience, I'd love to know uh, some tips or maybe a value that you carry forward with you every day to become a more authentic marketer and to become better in that way. Because people are always looking for a way to start. People are always looking for a guide, uh, for a journey to follow, and it might as well start with yours. So I wonder if you can give some tips on that front. Well, that's a really good question. Um, I would say be yourself um, in in any situation. Uh, I think that that's the most important value, and that's honesty, right? So it's you're being true to yourself, but you're also being honest to to your colleagues and to people who who surround you. So, and that transpires. You know, I think at the end of the day, people want to work for authenticity. Um, I, you know, and. I don't want to say how long I've worked because then you'll figure out how old I am. But <laughs> okay, say, fair enough. Let's just say in over 25 years of experience, you come across a lot of individuals and not a lot of them are authentic. Um, there are a lot of personal agendas. Um, there's lots of politics and to anybody who's going to you know start working there, it, it's going to be everywhere to different degrees. But that's something that, you know, you if you know it, you manage it, as I always say. So that's fine. But I think in, you know, if, if you can always be yourself in, you know, any situation, I think you'll always get the best of out of other people. And as, you know, you, you grow your career and you become a leader, that's all it's about. It's getting the best out of people. It's, um, it, it, then it results in great content. It results in great business. It results in, but at the end of the day, you know, you want to get the best out of people. So the only way you can do that, I think, is being genuine and authentic, even if it's scary, um, because I think we're always a little bit guarded in a lot of situations. But those are leaders that people want to follow because they know what they're getting. So I think that that's something that, you know, I, I always keep in mind. And and it's an awareness principle, right? You just have to be aware of it, that, that it's important to people. So um, I think that that's probably my number one 
you know, advice is just to be yourself. Good advice, timeless, and uh, and uh, for folks who are listening in, that's a great place to start. And no, you're not going to figure out how long Allegra's been in your career, right? That's <laughs> you're not allowed to you're not allowed to know that. Um, well, uh, Allegra, can't thank you enough for your insight today and learning a little bit more about what Gap is doing right now at the moment. Can't wait to see how that goes over the next couple of months. Uh, and, but for now, on authentic influence, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Special thanks to Allegra O'Hare from Gap for joining the show today. It's been great to hear about where Gap currently stands, where it's poised to go, and I look forward to seeing how Gap expresses itself just as its consumers do. If you enjoyed today's episode and like content like this, of course, feel free to subscribe to the show. We're available at podcast.vavoom.co. We now have a LinkedIn page specifically for the show. Just search Authentic Influence Podcast. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn, Adam Connor. You can email me, adam.connor at govavoom.com. Plenty of ways, but really, I would just love to hear your feedback, what you'd like to hear more of. If you have tips for me, anything would be appreciated. And I'll be back again really, really soon with another conversation about how a top chief marketing officer is guiding its brand to become more authentic by properly mobilizing its masses. And until then, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and for Authentic Influence, you'll hear from me again next time.